Welcome to day three of Lord of Versity Week here on Monsters of Rock, the Lordy story. And today we are chatting to a very important cog in the Lordy machine, Lordy's A&R manager, Yane Halmkone. A man who's been with the band since the Rocklips era, working tirelessly, piecing albums together and helping Miss Lordy order track lists and tons of other jobs that fans don't generally see, but without his immense work, it would definitely be noticeable. So today, you'll hear me talking to Yane about his experience of Lord Diversity and how the whole albums came together from his side of things. From speaking to Ralph and Tracy, and then I think when I was interviewing uh, Tommy back last year, he we were, we were speaking about the idea when it was initially going to be 10 albums that he had thought about um, to do for this concept obviously that yeah. changed down to seven and um, when he spoke to you for the first time about that idea for Lord Diversity what was your first reaction on hearing it <laughs> well I told him that <laughs> it's insane that I'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> I told him on the phone that can't can you can you hear my footsteps walk going away <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was totally insane, and uh, but I typical Tommy. But I was kind of after the initial idea that no, this is not going to happen. Then I said, okay, I'll do it if it's going to happen. But I'm not. I'm, I'm sure that Frank or at least the record company will say no. But they're all idiots, so they agreed to do this. <laughs> so, so I had to do it. I couldn't back out, back, back out anymore. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it, it is an it is an insane idea, but yeah. but of course it's very uh, it works well well with Lordy. Yeah, exactly. And did you ever did you try to talk him out of it at all, or were you concerned that the no, work might I be mean, too no. much? No, because I mean, there's, uh, if Tommy has some some ideas, there's no way to talk him out of it, you know, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And were you ever concerned that you know, because of the amount of work that Tommy puts into all of these albums, and this, he's not just writing songs; he's doing pretty much everything that there is to do with the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you ever concerned that that workload might become too much for him, or that he might get burnt out eventually? <laughs> Well, yeah, because I mean, he kind of he, even he probably disagrees with me. He stresses a lot of a lot of things, and so. But I, I knew that it's, he's going to do it. But in the end, it's always like that. That he in the end then at some point at the very like end of the uh, the project, it, it's, it, everything everything seems to be like too much. But but during it was the good thing was that it was slow because we did the albums like one by one and in where we had a very long time so the stress was like <laughs> very constant but it was less than normal right. until until the very the very end like the like may when we had to like master and mix and do stuff at the same time and start working with the artwork and stuff like that so then it got too heavy for everybody at least for tommy but i mean he's, he's still alive so I guess that it worked out well <laughs> and then with your role obviously as A&R manager with the band um, was it more intensive this time than on previous albums because from speaking to Tracy he was saying there was a lot of files going between him and yourself say if something was recorded yeah. that it would be sent there and then you obviously have to 
tie in the record label and all that. So was it more intensive this time for you? Well, it, well, actually, uh, thanks to Tracy, it wasn't uh, during like most of the part because Tracy did a lot of work that I used to do before. I mean, he he handled all the like uh, technical and practical things with the files, which I nice. normally did. So, or sometimes did not normally, but sometimes did. So Tracy helped a lot, and I, I really have to thank him because he, he, was, he was he was so precious to me uh, with this whole thing. And but the, uh, but the the very end, like like may early may till end of may it was more it was more intense than ever because i mean and it was very difficult because i mean there were so many all the albums were at different stages some some albums were like they were still recording guitars and basses and some albums were in the mixing phase and some some were mastering so i mean i i would get like one monday i would get like two albums mastered to check and then some mixes and then some some recordings and stuff like that so it was really it was really tough at that time to like different things at the same time because normally when you when it's stressful it's basically you're concentrating on the mixes or the mastering or stuff like that but now it was like every i mean i got a phone call from one engineer saying oh this is not there's something wrong with this and then mastering called me and hey you have to check this because i I have some other project tomorrow and i I really need to listen to this (laughs) master now and stuff like that so it was it was very interesting at at least in the uh, like first two weeks of may they were really tough and when it came to arranging those files and like making sure that everything's like correctly labeled and organized between everyone who needed to have them was there any any mistakes made or any files deleted when they shouldn't have been well yeah there were some like occasional glitches that well tracy was handling everything so it was like uh, it was a mess basically because I mean there was so many files at the same time and Tommy sometimes probably forgot to mention Tracy that he needs to send this file to that or maybe Tracy didn't we didn't get the message or something like that and there were a couple of times that some mixing engineers didn't have all the might have some couple, like uh, different right like there were some guitar solos missing or some, something like that but Tommy who was who's like he's the master of it all so he when he got the, the mix he said hey there's something missing here and hey what, what is this what is this background vocal doing here and stuff like that so it was Tommy was the, like the master of puppets in a way so so but, uh, but and, and in the end that he made all the like the, the final decisions on everything so nice. okay. but it, it worked pr- quite well I mean surprisingly well and I, I again need to thank Tracy for this because I mean he he had he had to handle he had other stuff going on with his life as well so I mean other projects and whatever he's doing is uh, singing lessons and stuff like that and mm. he, so it was like a lot of work for him and he, he really did well nice and your role as obviously an A&R manager you have a big role to play in selecting the songs with Tommy at times and going through them um, as we previously discussed on the other albums that you've done with the group so obviously with this time coming around you know seven albums which are a mix of different genres all within the kind of metal and uh, rock family Um, when it came to selecting songs was it trickier this time around or were were all the songs that he recorded or came up with used in the end well, it was easier for this time because Tommy had all the every basically most like like almost everyone that he sent to me was ended up the end of the album. Right. I mean, he had he had the all whole albums 
like figured out before even I heard the songs this time. Okay. So we didn't we didn't we didn't go through the selection process at all. There were maybe some some albums, one or two songs that we but he had some options, but basically it was like he had all the all the albums ready. So it was really easy easy in that sense for me because I mean I didn't have to go through that. Which is, a, which is a bummer because I like the process, but it, well, this is the way it went now. And I had enough work to do with yeah. like, say, choosing the studios and engineers and the scheduling everything and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't, I don't really mind. Right. And, and obviously one other aspect of your job with being an A&R manager is obviously arranging or helping to arrange the running order of the track list on the different albums, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously with there being so many genres this time around is there anything you have to do differently say for the disco albums super fly trap is there anything different you have to do with that in comparison to the thrash metal album abracadaver is there anything different there well not necessarily on those albums but uh, the uh, album number four or number let me see it's number three the the progressive Thematic yeah, album, Masterpiece the Moon, is it? Yeah, Masterpiece. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, there, there was this story, and I didn't. Even although I read l- the lyrics, I didn't <laughs> get the story until I got the. Because uh, Tracy wrote the lighter notes to to the to the album, and then and then it kind of opened. I mean, I now I know what the story is about, but it was really difficult to uh, <laughs> understand the story just from the songs especially when I didn't right. have the lyric sheets so I didn't ah. really know what Tommy was actually singing because sometimes it's it's a bit hard, hard to understand his English <laughs> so, <laughs> so but uh, yeah that that was because I mean Tommy there was a running order because of the story so that was that was his but other, other, other songs other albums maybe not because I mean uh, the well I, the thing is that I, I still think, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but I still think of albums as vinyl albums with A and B sides. Yeah. So even even though it's uh, like a, <laughs> they still go to streaming and CDs and stuff like that. But yeah, so basically what we do is we, both Tommy and I, we make our own separate trial running orders and then we discuss and when, then we end up what mostly what he decides in a way anyways there were like a couple of songs that we on some albums that we maybe disagreed what would be the first song or second song but not nothing major and also Mana was very uh, very he was very he had a big role on this album as well in terms of helping arrange the songs and that kind of thing yeah yeah everything songs and choosing like choosing what what will be the the like we have this EP so digital EP is coming out so yeah. choosing the songs on them so basically it was Tommy and Tommy and Mana and me okay right very good and having uh, you haven't obviously been so involved with all of these records um, is there any particular album or songs that really stood out to you as being your favourite the disco album is amazing. Right. It's, it's, it's well, the, the first demos when I heard, I had I just called to Tommy that, but what's what's going on? Why are what 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 happened? Because I mean, the songs are so good. I mean, the demos were so amazing already, even without. I mean, uh, this, I don't know what what's happening. He's, I mean, he's a disco man secretly. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, the I mean the. 
already the songs, the melodies, the compositions were really good, and also his like his um, his arrangements on the demos were. I mean, they were top notch, you know. Right. And I was like, "What? What is going on?" And there was, there's not a like a. The, the, all the tracks are amazing on that. I, it's my favorite Lordy album ever. Thank <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm, I, and I'm sure that some of the old Lordy fans will be totally devastated, with, <laughs> devastated with the album. And <laughs> uh, you're not actually the only one who said that about that album, um, which is the Su- Superfly Trap, I think, is the name of that one. Um, yes. Yes. The Ralph and Tracy have both said that that was their favorite one too. So it's obviously very, very catchy. And of course, I think that's well. Obviously, people listening to this now, when it goes out in November, we're only really what a couple of days away from that uh, "Believe Me" song coming out on the twentieth. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, are you looking forward to hearing what people's reactions are to? Sure, sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how they how they relate to different albums? Because I mean, mm. it's it's. Uh, I mean, some albums will, of course, some people will like some albums and some probably not, but still, I think it shows it, because this shows such a new, like, uh, phase of Lordy in a way that, because it's so versatile and uh, different genres and different kind of songs and different type of lyrics and all, all, it's so different, some some things are so different than earlier, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's and, great. Yeah, and obviously this this whole concept is so diverse, and obviously that's in the name as well mm, um, yes. for the album. So when it comes down to the song making process and songwriting compositions and all that, it's really going to show how diverse of a song maker Mister Lordy is. Um, yes. was, was that a surprise to you when he gave you all of these like different genres and how they were composed and everything like that, or was this something that you kind of seen for a long time? Well, I knew that he was a great, a great songwriter. I mean, I've always known that. But the, his like, ability to do so much different kind of music was totally surprising to me. I mean, the, like the progressive, operatic, melodic, symphonic kind of things and all the arrangements that he did for that. I mean, I was like, no way he's going he's gonna to do that himself. I mean, all the, all the string arrangements and all the flute arrangements are his. I mean, I mean he's, he's, so, he's so musical. I mean, that he's, you, I mean, you, wouldn't, you don't necessarily get that from the earlier albums. Right. I, I knew that he, I, I've always knew that he has a cr- great sense of mel- melody. But I mean, the I mean the ability to to not mimic mimic is not the right word, but I mean to to encapsulate. I mean the essence of some kind of some styles and some like disco and progressive rock or whatever. It's not it's not necessarily progressive rock. Well, it is, but it's it's also very like symphonic and very melodic, uh, layered stuff, and that that really needs. I mean, you have to have you need to be skillful to do that. I mean, he has some skills that he never shown before. Yeah, and like it's it's amazing to think how much Lordy has kind of changed over the last couple of years like their style has kind of been very dynamic at times and then a lot of the songs kind of call back to their earlier years at different points but like when you look at their career uh, from obviously Get Heavy up to now and do you think that the Lordy that we have now is the Lordy we're going to see going forward like do you think that this kind of mixing of genres will be something that they will keep doing well I hope so 
so because I mean, it's uh, to me personally, it's more interesting that he mm. he shows his uh, different. Well, 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 I'm a progressive rock fan, anyways, and yeah. and and disco fan as well, and pop 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 music fan. So so it's uh, I think that he because he has this he has the skills. So why not use it? I mean, of course, I know that they they basically they are a hard rock band in the sense. Lord is a hard rock band, but it's it's not it doesn't really it's not that far fetched to do this other stuff and I mean you yeah and of course they all, all always had some like poppier ballad kind of things and stuff like that but but this is of course this is like 10 steps further away from that and so I hope that they continue I don't know well I'm, I'm a bit scared what they what he has in mind <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I don't know if I want to answer 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 that phone call when I get it. <laughs> and um, um, obviously, given that uh, all of this workload, like vast majority of it, is taken uh, by Mister Lordy, and he does all the artwork, all the songs, and so on <laughs> forth, and the costumes as well but this time yes. obviously the band is keeping costumes for the first time between yeah, records yeah. when he told you that he was keeping them was that kind of a like did you go well thank god that's one thing you don't yeah, have to yeah that, that was a relief yeah right. I mean, they, it, was, it, it would have been I, yeah and I asked him like a year about that a year ago already because I <laughs> that's when we when we because we were talking about this album when last well it's Last, I mean, spring Last 2020. Year, yeah, 20, yeah. yeah, 20, yeah. So I uh, instantly asked, what about the costumes? And he's now, yeah, he's not going to do new ones because just some touch touch ups, but yeah, but nothing nothing major. So I was like, that, well, that's good because that's one one issue solved in a way. Because I mean, I knew that is, I, I knew that even though we had like a year and a half to do this when we started, or more well, year basically. So I knew that okay, I know that we still will be busy at the end because it always goes like that. Yeah. And even though we scheduled like really, they, and we we were really lucky because we didn't get nobody cut corona or anything like that so we basically stayed on the schedule all the time up until the very end i mean there were a couple of albums that i wanted to have mastered earlier but i mean we didn't i didn't really want to push the mastering engineers to finish their stuff because i mean they were because it soon seemed like okay we have plenty of time we have plenty of time then other than and the at the end it was like oh we need to have this by next week so so yeah but there was no there was no panicking with this one at all because it was so well planned in a way yeah like I'd say it was such a relief though to hear that he wasn't doing the costumes because it would have been a heck of a lot of work then to try to come up with new costumes. Yeah, it would have been totally insane to do them again. Yeah. I mean, he would have started. He would have have started them like last year. And mm. he's also the, he's a he's a person who always leaves everything to the very last end. Minute. So it would, <laughs> yes, yes. So it would have it would have been terrible for yeah. everybody. It's very good, and uh, obviously with this whole kind of records coming to a close now, and uh, speaking to Mr. Lordy, he's kind of moving on after doing all the booklets and stuff to kind of coming up with the ideas for the music video, um, which will be in, a, in, a, in an amusement park. He was saying. Um, so, seeing as this project is kind of done on that side, um, where does your role continue now for Lordy doing that for this album, or do you move on to doing your own thing then outside of? Outside yeah, of this? I, I, my part is 
practically finished. I mean, I I don't do deal with the videos at all or anything like that. So yeah, I I when I, when I initially agreed to do this, I said that yeah, I'll do the the music stuff and, and the stuff like that. I don't want to because the videos is I hate to. I when I was back at Sony doing ANR, I always hated doing the videos because I mean, video video directors and people are even worse than musicians. <laughs> So, especially keeping schedules and budgets. So yeah. I hate it. <laughs> so that's why. And and with Tommy, because he he always has these ideas that cost more than their budget allowed. Yeah. So it's very difficult to deal with those. So. Yeah. And well, he he's directing it now as well, so it could very well <laughs> go lot go on longer than planned. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, Yanni, before we finish up? No, I think you were, I really liked, I mean, after all this year or more than a year, I, I actually really enjoyed doing this project, even though at first it was a bit flabbergasted, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it was, it was, it was fun and I really, I really like, I mean, especially the disco album is such a, like a, it's, it's an amazing album and I really hope that people, I mean, you need to have, Kind of have uh, throw your prejudice against Lodi in, in, into the bin and listen to the album because I mean the songs are so good. I mean I, I'm sure that people really enjoy it and all the other albums as well. They have their role. I really like the how do you say A or R the the 87 kind of album. I really like that. And of course the the masterpiece, the progressive album. I'm I'm a fan of that kind of music. So I. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm the only person in the world who thinks that the only good Kiss album is the Elder. <laughs> so that's, the, that's, the, that's the only one, I, and I seriously think that because I, I don't do a huge Kiss fan, which is like probably the sacrilege to say <laughs> on this on this podcast. But it, <laughs> I, I'll say it. I'll say it. So, so yeah, and, and of course the the Hard Rock album is it's very good, but it's very lordy. It's like every, that's probably the most pleasing to most of the fans because I mean it's it's what they expect Lordy to be right. good songs good hard rocking party songs and stuff like that that's great oh, there you go yeah so yeah it's, it's it's gonna I hope it will it will be a blast to everyone who listens to it huge thanks to Yane for his time and for all of his support for this podcast too awesome details there I'm sure you'll agree from his perspective on Lord Diversity and now that you hopefully have your own copy of the albums you can truly appreciate the vastness and the quality of his work with this band talking about the band tomorrow we'll be turning our ears to them as the Reptrol Hisi and I dive headfirst into the lagoon that is his experience of Lord Diversity. Chat to you then. Havasti. Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, is a true metal podcast production. The show is presented, produced, and written by Matthew Kessie. Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production. <laughs>